This is the Conduit Church Teaching Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's our mission to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us, starting with the teaching of His Word. Enjoy the message. My name's Jim. I'm one of the pastors. I'm the old one. And uh, it is great to be here with you this weekend. It's such an honor for me to get to speak and uh, get to share today. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I love Thanksgiving. And uh, there's power in thankfulness. And I know when we talk about thanks living and thanksgiving and thankfulness, uh, many times we're kind of, as Americans, we say, what exactly are you talking about? I know to some people, Thanksgiving is just say the blessing and pass the dressing. Uh, It's all about the groceries. And, uh, you know, we just chow down, have big time and all that. To others, it's just the day we eat really good so we can withstand Black Friday shopping. Now, some of you, how many of you just don't partake in that? Uh, You probably don't partake in that because you were told about the 80s and that whole cabbage patch incident. Uh, Yes, I'm at that age where my children wanted one of those blasted dolls that everybody else in the world wanted, and uh, people like ordered two of them, and there were just people killing one another. It was blood on the streets, and it was just horrible back then. That was back when we walked to school in the snow and all those things uh, in Alabama. Uh, And... uh, not really. Uh, it was uphill both ways somehow. Uh, but no, uh, Black Friday, you know, it used to mean something. You'd get up early and save like $5 and, uh, and stand in line and about wet your pants before you got in. And it, it was tough, but uh, we did it anyway. To others, it's the historical reason of why we have Thanksgiving and we talk about the first Thanksgiving. I love history. Uh, but I actually like actual facts about history. And um, one of the things uh, that I was looking on, uh, watch this documentary on the History Channel, and they said that uh, the first Thanksgiving menu was not what everybody thinks it was. In fact, uh, this is what they most likely had, uh, seal, the animal, not the singer, uh, deer, mussels, lobster, and swan. Yeah, I'm glad that we don't do that anymore. Uh, I just don't think I want to eat a swan. Uh, There were no ovens by the fall of 1621, and the sugar supply had long since run out. So uh, there were no desserts, kids. No desserts. And so uh, pumpkin spice, I mean, they didn't have it. And uh, so it it was tough. Uh, Then we look at, well, didn't George Washington... Uh, come up with Thanksgiving. He did set aside a day to give thanks, but it wasn't to the middle of the Civil War when uh, 
Abraham Lincoln said, we need to set aside a national holiday to pray and ask God to heal our nation. And it's just real simple. Thankfulness has the power to heal and bring people together. And it's a very important holiday. Uh, it's even more important for the Christian to be a way of life. It's not just a one-day celebration. When I read my Bible, I see that it's important that we give thanks to the Lord uh, with all of our heart. Uh, First Thessalonians is a great verse. Uh, chapter five, verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, I know some people say, man, it's hard to give thanks for everything that happens. That's not what it says. It doesn't say to give thanks for everything, but it says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. I got saved back during the Jesus Revolution, and so uh, I still use the Amplified Bible, uh, old hippie translation. Uh, in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now, you know, I don't know about you, but I, I have my favorite holidays, and Thanksgiving happens to be one of my favorite holidays. I guess I just come from a long line of fat people. And uh, so big eating holidays, you know, meant a lot to my family. And uh, it was one of those things that uh, I just have a lot of Thanksgiving memories. Anybody here parade people? We are parade people at my house. Uh, we like to watch the parade, and uh, I've been watching the parade so long, I thought the thing was black and white. I did not know there were color on those floats till the first time I attended a parade and, and realized that, uh, oh, it's in color. Uh, what a radical concept. And uh, again, uh, I really like the parade. I don't understand the parade now. There's a lot of things I preach against in the parade, uh, but I still somehow, uh, you know, just kind of talk through that part, or sometimes I get up and do the ballet. Uh, but again, uh, it's one of those things that, um, as far as holidays go, uh, I just have a lot of memories. Now, for some weird reason, my mother was a big Elvis fan. And uh, every Thanksgiving from 1956 uh, to uh, 1979, uh, Elvis made a movie. And it was kind of a precursor to Hallmark uh, because it was the same movie, same plot, Boy meets girl, 
girl's daddy don't like boy. Uh, he has a rock and roll band, and uh, the band gets a contract, and he ends up getting the girl. It's just in different places, like on Hallmark, sometime at the beach, sometime in the country, you know, all kind of different things. And so it's really the same. If you wonder what the history of the Hallmark Channel is, it's just a reimagined Elvis movie. Uh, and anyway, but my mom would take us to these movies and we'd go out to eat at Britland's Cafeteria and then we'd go to the Elvis movie at the Alabama Theater. And uh, that was my Thanksgiving until my mom remarried when I was a teenager. And then she married a wonderful man who uh came from a long line of hillbillies uh, in Athens, Alabama. This was before Athens was a suburb of Huntsville. It was back when it was a hick town. And uh, uh, we would go there and play bluegrass, and they were all musicians, and always I was in college during that time, and so I'd always... Uh, bring folks home uh, to have Thanksgiving with me and they were all guitar players and so we just played bluegrass and sang gospel songs and it was just wonderful memories uh, around Thanksgiving and then all of a sudden uh, my stepdad uh, went to be with the Lord. And how many of you know sometimes when you have loved ones that go to heaven, it kind of changes holidays a little bit. And uh, not only did my stepdad go to heaven, but mom just kind of came to our house till uh, a few years ago. She went to heaven. And I know holidays can be a hard time. But I've made up my mind that I'm going to be thankful for all the memories I have rather than feel bad about not having uh, a family. And the hope, uh, I'm, I'm at that age where I go to a lot of funerals. I do funerals and I attend funerals of my friends and peers. And uh, so i Gone to a lot of funerals, and I know my mom, uh, she's connecting with all these people, my old college friends and folks we used to bring home with us are now in heaven, and uh, it's, it's just kind of cool. And this is what I want you to see. Thankfulness is a choice. It's not a feeling. And I know you can get sad, and I know you can miss folks. I'm thankful for uh, I'd have to live to be 131. Chances of that happening, I don't think, uh, are real. Uh, and to have more Thanksgivings without my mom than Thanksgivings I had with her. And I just choose to be thankful. And uh, I just, all Thanksgiving when I miss my mom, I just thought, man, I sure had a great mom, and we had a lot of fun at Thanksgiving, and this doing nothing is fun too. And, uh, and so I want you to see you have to make a choice that you're going to live in thanks living so that you can walk out Thanksgiving. Again, in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you 
in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm, I'm an old children's pastor, and so when I come to church, I bring props. And uh, it's just one of those things that it's, you can take the boy out of children's church, but he's going to bring props with him. And, um, you know, uh, I'm... I've told y'all before when I've spoke, I'm educationally challenged. I went to public school in Alabama, college in Mississippi. The only thing that'd make me dumber would be a master's from Arkansas and a doctorate from Kentucky. Uh, and so, again, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, say they are thankful when they're really not full of thanks. They're full of a whole lot of other stuff, uh, and there's mostly thanks, but uh, you can tell what people are full of because when they're shaken, that's what comes out. And, uh, you know, there are some, I know very few people that are thank empty. Everybody I know has something that they're thankful for. But how many of you know that you have to work at being thankful. You have to work at it. And that's why this verse says, continually give thanks. And again, when life comes at you with situations, and how many of you know you can't control what happens in life, but you can control how you respond to it. And when you're shaken, if you're full of thanks, thanks is going to come out. But then I continually say, Lord, thank you for being so good to me. I'm going to fill my cup to its overflowing on a regular basis so that I can continually be thankful. And I believe thankful people are the ones that God can use. I've never met a depressed, thankful person. Now, you say, Jim, why is thankfulness so important? How many of you know being thankful causes joy? And the joy of the Lord is your strength. If the joy of the Lord is your strength, the lack of joy is your kryptonite. And it's important that we understand that we have to choose to be thankful. Don't be thankful for what you've lost. Uh, just be thankful for who God is. It's not about what you don't have. It's not about what you're lacking. Some folks, they just think about them. And what I have found is don't take a single day for granted. Every day when I wake up, I don't know how how deep you sleep, but I always roll over and ask my wife what day it is, like I'm going to sleep through a couple of them or something. And uh, I, and she'll tell me what day it is. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll get up and the first thing I do is lift both hands and thank Jesus for that day. There's been some times I couldn't get out of the bed without some help. And getting out on my own now, I'm pretty thankful. 
Uh, I think about my salvation. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I was voted most likely to need a savior in who's who in American teenagers. Uh, and uh, I came to know the Lord my senior year in high school. And man, I needed a savior then, and I need a savior today. And I am so thankful that he saved me. Time and time again, I love to look at my wife and, and just say, baby, I'm so glad Jesus saved us. And we just rejoice about our salvation uh, because I don't take it for granted. I'm so thankful uh, for my salvation. Now, Jim, how can you tell if you're full of thanks or not? It's just real simple. Uh, whatever comes out is what's inside. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. It's important that we listen to what comes out especially when we're shaken, especially in situations where uh, it's, it's a little tough, it's a little trying. What comes out? And if it's thankfulness, God can use that and he can use you. You can't practice thanks living without making time for daily thanksgiving. That is something that on a regular basis we have to concentrate on and make that an important thing. If I don't do anything else, I need to do this. Guard my heart. Why? Because it's the wellspring of life. And I want to say, is that heart full of thanks? One of my favorite stories that I love to teach kids uh, when I was a children's pastor uh, was found in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. I'm going to read that uh, this morning, and then we're going to talk about it and kind of break it down. But now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village... Ten men who had leprosy meet, met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Or mercy, one translation said, have mercy. Uh, when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now, this is a story you say, well, why didn't they just come up to Jesus? Why did they shout? Well, it was against the law 
for folks with leprosy to approach someone that didn't have leprosy. And so they called out to Jesus, and Jesus just said the word. He said, go and show yourself to the priest, and I want you to see something. They weren't healed instantly. It says that as they were going, he looked down and noticed they were healed. How many of you know sometimes the miracle in the instant? It's not always instant. Everybody wants a pill, but a lot of time it's process. And it's important that you understand that the first step in every process is be obedient to Jesus. I love what Mary told the guys at the uh, turning the water into wine, said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's good news for today as well. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. Always works. I've never had to apologize for thus saith the Lord. It always works. And as these guys, they had to trust that Jesus knew what he said and they were going to do what he said, even though they, I'm sure they would much rather it be instant. But they trusted him and they started heading to the priest with leprosy. How many of you know that Jesus wants us to trust him? And that's something we can. I love Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Boy, we love to help Jesus out, don't we? We love to add our commentary or, well, I knew somebody uh, or, or something to that. In all your ways, submit or acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Again, trusting in the Lord and doing what he says always works. Now let's go on. Verses 15 and 16. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. I want you to see something. Being thankful causes you to do something. There were nine others that were healed. I'm sure they appreciated it, but they weren't thankful. They were thanksome. They had some thanks because they went on about their way and couldn't wait to get home. But this guy was willing to come back, and he did something. He got on his face. He humbled himself. He worshiped the Lord. He thanked him. It wasn't just one of these, well, thank you. How many of you are trying to teach your kids to be thankful? And uh, I've got grands that I'm trying to work with. I had girls the first time, and uh, now I've got these three little grand guys. And uh, we're constantly, somebody will say something, and uh, you, we'll give them something, and we wait for them to say it on their own. Of course, they don't. And we say, what do you say? 
what do you say? You know, and they go, fuck it. You know, and we'll go, say it like you mean it. Thank you. You know, and we're trying to teach them to be thankful. We're also trying to teach them how to repent and the difference between I'm sorry and repentance and all those things because they're brothers. Then they have uh, a brother cousin uh, that hangs out with them all the time. And uh, how many of you know boys uh, have been known to fight a little bit? And uh, so we're always saying, well, you know, apologize to your brother, apologize to your cousin. I'm sorry. Well, say it like you mean it. And we're trying to teach these things. Uh, but this guy, he really did something about it. I mean, he got on his face. He worshiped God. He, he thanked him. And it was a visual, man, you have changed my life. I think it's time for us to slow down and just really take some time just thanking God. Yes, we could thank him for all that he's done because he's done so much. But, you know, I have found one of the best things I can do is just thank him for who he is. It's amazing that the God of the universe, the one who made it all, lives inside me. And he wants to have a relationship with us. And he cares about us. And sometimes I think about that, and I think, man, that is awesome. Look at verse 17. Jesus asks, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? I want you to see two things from this verse. Number one, and this is something that we can all take to the bank. Don't be afraid to be different and do what's right, even if you're the only one. There were 10 who should have come. But that one guy said, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to honor the Lord no matter what these other people. Man, I want to be that kind of person. I want to be the kind of person that does right stuff without asking permission or waiting for somebody else to lead. I just want a rare back and lead the way in doing the things that are right. And then here's something else that I want you to see in this, and this is for this generation. If you're a millennial and below, listen to me on this. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. Jesus called him a name. He called me a foreigner. He wasn't talking about the band. He called him a name, and he had all the reasons. He had all the reasons to be upset. If there had been Twitter or X or whatever it is, he could have just put something on social media. I'm offended. But he didn't get offended. And it's important that we just not get offended.
It's just real simple. While I'm in the neighborhood, let's talk about complaining. <laughs> Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Again, this isn't Pastor Jim. This is the Word of God. Do everything without complaining and arguing so no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. How can we let our light shine bright before men? Don't complain. Thanksgiving requires action always. It's something we do. Being thankful is something we have to walk out. Now, I'm going to show you one more thing here in verse 19. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, all 10 got healed, but here Jesus said to this guy, your faith has made you well. And I wanted to see the difference in that. And so I looked up the word that was translated well right here, and I found out that uh, it was used in a couple other places in the Bible. And uh, again, uh you said, Jim, where in the world uh, was it used? Well, first, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22, it was used with the woman with the issue of blood. And then in Mark 10, verses 46 through 52, uh, it was used with blind Bartimaeus. Uh, again, that word well in all three of these is the same word that is translated saved in John 3, 16 through 17. So what was Jesus saying? Man, I'm thankful for healing. I'll be honest with you. But the thankful guy receives something even better than healing. He, sees, he received salvation. And it's important, folks, that we realize there's one name where mankind can be saved, and it's the name of Jesus. And I believe that one of the ways that we can show Jesus that we are thankful for our salvation is to stay full of thanks. Again, in every situation, Again, you can't control what happens in life. You can't. But you can control how you react and how you respond. No matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I love coming into the Lord's presence and we're going into Christmas, and there's so many songs about uh, the Lord's presence and so many things. Uh, and again, 
Uh, I love Psalm 95 too. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving ushers you into the very presence of God. Have you ever been in a situation where you just needed Jesus to show up? Here's a great way to do it. Just start being thankful. You said, but I'm in a situation. You know, and you're going to get in another one when the Lord gets you out of this one. And the way that you find victory is to just be thankful. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Psalm 136.1, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he's good. His love endures forever. My prayer for you, I'm going to give you some homework. I want you to walk out between now and the end of the year. If you have to put it on your calendar, put it on your calendar. But start your day with being thankful. Start your day. Just put it on there to do. That's the first thing. Get up, lift your hands, and praise God for how good he is. And thank him. And see if you don't have the best month. It's going to be so shocking that I hope you'll carry it into the new year and something that you'll walk out on a regular basis to be thankful always because he's worthy of our praise. Could we do something before we go? Could you just think about something that you're thankful for? And could you just lift your hands and there in your seat, could you just tell God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Lord, thank you for my wife, for my kids, for my grands, for my big old son-in-laws. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the privilege of being among wonderful believers that love you and worship you. Thank you that we can raise our kids in the house and they can be planted in you. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you never give up on us. Thank you, Lord, that you're always there. You're never too busy. You're always available. We can come to you boldly. You have given us the power of your name, and we can use that name. Lord, thank you for our salvation. Thank you for Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us and reminds us of all Jesus said and did and shows us how to live an abundant, wonderful, full life. Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. And may we continue to make it a point to be thankful every day because there's power 
and thankfulness. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.